0: Welcome to the G3 OCP. This is the Ordinary Church Podcast. You've heard of the G3 Conference, perhaps, or perhaps you haven't, but this is the G3 edition of the Ordinary Church Podcast, and what we mean by that is we are going to be talking this week and the next few about three G's. Gossip?
1: Oh, I'm out of order already. (laughs) Gluttony, Gluttony, greed, greed, and gossip. And And by the way, this has nothing to do with the G3 Conference. It has nothing to do with it. And we don't think that they do these things or anything (laughs) like that. We don't.
0: (laughs) Gluttony, greed, gossip. That's what we're going to be talking yes. about this week and the next two. So today we're just tackling the first of those three. Gluttony, uh, anything we about were, that you sin? Know, and, if we yeah.
1: were going to be alphabetical, I guess it would be, I wrote them down, gluttony. We. By the way, listeners, this is Mike. We have like no notes at <laughs> this time, okay? But basically I wrote them down on a piece of paper, gluttony, greed, gossip. But really it would be, if we we're going to go alphabetical, it would be gluttony, gossip, and greed. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if we... You know, we'll surprise you because today we're only talking about gluttony. We're just going with gluttony. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mike, let me give you... Maybe a. am going to tee you up for some high-level comments then we can talk specifically about gluttony. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's fair to say that these three sins can be uh, sins that we easily give a pass to in our culture? Is that fair to say or is it not fair to say?
1: I think it is absolutely fair to say because... I think that's why I came up with these. I will tell you, listeners, I came up with uh, here's all I did. I said, okay, today we're gonna talk about gluttony and gossip. And then I went, wait, I need another, I need another G. Right. And I'm like, of course, greed. Right. Um, interestingly though, you go back to the, you know, the, the seven deadly sins throughout history, right? What were they? Pride, greed, wrath, envy, lust, gluttony, and sloth. Hmm. Okay. So we're hitting two of them, yeah. two of the seven deadly sins, yeah. and and really behind gossip is is pride envy and pride and envy yeah. and pride. Yeah. So there you go. So I think we can hit them all. Um, but really, the idea of gluttony. What was your question again? I was just saying. <laughs> you, I mean, I, others other
0: quotes, you know, sins or signature sins get a lot of airtime. Oh, that's right. Lust, pride, greed, gluttony, gossip. Maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe do you have any thoughts
1: about why that might be the case? well because we you know the allowable sins right like if i'll i'll go ahead and um i'll go ahead and say yes to your lifestyle if you say yes to my lifestyle Mm -hmm. and i think we do give these a pass interestingly you know when there was the whole um anti um tobacco you know movement and you know i had relatives in virginia that grew tobacco as a cop Mm -hmm. as a crop on the other hand you know i i don't use tobacco um, it's not good for you or anything like that, as far as I can tell. It seems like it's pretty detrimental to people's health. My grandfather died of emphysema and uh, and smoked since he was nine years old. And so, you know, smoked unfiltered Camel cigarettes. So that was marked me as a young kid. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because, I know I look, Connor has a quizzical look on his face like, what are you getting to? Get to the point. <laughs> Get to the point. And so the, the, the idea is this. When we had that whole, um, you know, you can't have tobacco and like a lot of schools will have signs up to say tobacco free zone, Mm. but it doesn't say alcohol free zone. You know, Uh it's like, because we give a pass to alcohol in our culture and especially in the Christian culture right now, alcohol is one of those, Oh, licentious things where it used to be a legalistic thing where you can't do it. Now it's like, Oh, do whatever you want. Mm. And you know, of course, within reason, but everyone's reason is, you know, I'm not drunk, Mm -hmm. uh, but really, Um, They're being controlled and that's what you know, we 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 define words according to what's good for us So I think gluttony greed and gossip are things that we give a pass to and what we do is we define them away from us Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, explain more though. Okay. We define them away from us like the definition is over there across the room It's not me. It's not what I'm doing, right? So gluttony is anything like, you know, we basically compare ourselves with ourselves and are not wise Hmm. Say, okay, I'm going to define gluttony or I'm going to define greed or gossip in a way that doesn't indict me mm-hmm. and my closest associates. Mm-hmm. Okay? They only indict the ones that I'm looking at with disdain or with judgment. Yeah. And I think what we want to do with this podcast is look at it more this way. Where might we be guilty of gluttony in our own hearts? Forget about what you're thinking about everybody else. Right. But like stay away from gluttony, greed and gossip because these are things that the Bible um, not not just prohibits, but denounces. Yeah, that's a really, a really good point. Easy to sidestep,
0: I think. Mm-hmm. Easy to sidestep because, you know, you hear these three things and you go, oh, yeah, that's bad. But then you think, ah, eh, but I'm not really. The, but I'm I don't not really do that. Greedy. You know, yeah. I'm, not, I, I'm pretty controlled by E. am pretty, you know, I'm pretty careful with what I say about people. So there's a good chance to kind of take inventory these three weeks, you know, just to think, could God use anything that we talk about to maybe convict you, help you see something in a new light, the way that you've been acting or thinking. So, Mike, any other kind of high-level introductory comments before we get into the, the sin of gluttony? Well,
1: let's just dive in. Yeah. I think we dive in. I, yeah. I want to start, though, with Proverbs twenty three twenty one. It was a verse that we both were uh, referring to earlier. Um, let me just read it, okay? And really, I'm going to read, oh, boy, I'm going to read. Proverbs 21, 19, 20, and 21, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. That's a unit right there. Hear my son and be wise and direct your heart in the way. And obviously, the right way, right? Okay. Be not among drunkards or among gluttonous eaters of meat. I guess this means we can't go, go to Texas State, <laughs> to Brazil. Texas State, or that other place. Yeah. Fogo Chow. Yeah, man. Um, Oh, man. <laughs> Okay. Well, today we'll. Yeah, okay. Whatever. We'll no, ta- let's talk about that. We, we do people, need to talk about, about it because I'm telling you. By the way, yeah. and let me stop for a minute and say this. I was on a hike yesterday, and I was thinking about this. Um, by the way, listeners, usually Connor gets surprised when he walks into my office. Tara and I have always already been in here doing some video devotionals, and usually the uh, Humble Bull podcast. Shameless plug for my podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have nothing good to say except the word of God. Okay. Um, but but. Here's the thing. I was on a hike yesterday and I was thinking about this. And I was thinking what are what is something that we could address that we don't address that we do give a pass to that I'm guilty of in my own life. And I have to admit I'm a glutton at times and I'm a greedy and and I I don't ever want to say anything bad about people but I I engage in gossip as well. I feel like I can confess those all of those sins and repent of all of those sins yeah. and and not that I'm stuck in the mud or in quicksand or in concrete on any of those. But I just know that those are things that they're the ones that are easy to give a pass to. So Mm -hmm. I think you hit the nail on the head. And so you look at these verses. Hear my son, be wise, direct your heart in the way. Be not among drunkards. So the idea of companions with, close associates with, or among gluttonous eaters of meat. Here's the reason. Verse Mm -hmm. 21. For the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty and slumber will clothe them with rags. The idea is the outcome of these things is not righteousness, is not the glory of God. Now, I just want to mention this. I, I kind of touched on it earlier, and then I want to pass it to you with a specific question, Connor. But yeah. um, it talks about drunkards and gluttons, interestingly. And that's drunkard is not a G word, so we're not we're not we're not <laughs> going to address that. We we can only address G words uh-huh. for these next three podcasts. Uh, But drunkards and gluttons are combined. And and the reason why, I think, is this. The drunkard has imbibed or ingested a lot of alcoholic beverage such that they're now controlled by it and drunk. The glutton has imbibed or ingested a lot of food. Mm -hmm. So you got food and drink here, Mm -hmm. which often go together, okay? But what's interesting about that, and I mentioned this earlier, is that we will draw the line on whether we are doing that or not by our own judgment far away from us. Okay. So we'll mm-hmm. say, well, I'm not drunk. And someone else might say, Oh yes, you are. Hmm. Or I'm not being a glutton. And someone else could say, Oh yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Cause we judge ourselves very graciously and very generously. Yeah. Oftentimes. Yep. Now there are people on the other end of the spectrum that are like way too harsh with themselves. And, and there's another, error there but let's we won't we'll we'll hold that off for some other time yeah um, but here's a question for you okay we're talking about gluttony we're talking about you know taking in a lot so if if it's a is it a moving target i mean what what is this is it how do you know you're being a glutton and, and who says you're being a glutton and and is there a line of demarcation is there is there a an objective Amount, you know what? What is it?
0: Yeah, th- this is these are questions that I was thinking about too. So you I, you read gluttonous eaters of meat, and immediately I'm just thinking Texas Day Brazil, baby. That's my, you know, <laughs> if, if you don't know what that is, it's a restaurant where they just bring you meat upon meat upon meat, and it's all you can eat, you know, to your heart's content.
1: There's the red, the red. um... What is it called? The red—not the red button, but the red uh, circle. Yeah, there's a little the green circle. Right, right. You have a little coaster on your table. Yeah, there not it
0: is. that you're care, caring about this, but if it's green and it's flipped up, that means I'm ready to go. I'm ready for more meat. And they come around. They just give you this piping hot meat. So is that you know? If I go to that restaurant, am I engaging in gluttony? Or what about? I was thinking of you know, we just had Easter, and maybe maybe after you know church on Easter, we went home and there was a ham and. And a bunch of food laid out, or Thanksgiving or Christmas would be an example of that too. Is that gluttony? If I have a big plate know. at that point or a big portion, am I am I engaging in gluttony? Another one. Emily and I love all you can eat sushi. When we go you eat and just well, you can eat. Yes, pile of the place with sushi, like is that gluttony? So, Mike, how can we put some guidelines on this? Okay. I, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yo, so oh, wait. wait, you weren't asking me. I no. I mean, you were I mean, telling me. You. No, you I, tell let me. Let me say
0: something, and then I want to I want to pass it yeah. to you. But I do feel like, well. We can say at least at first, like all sins, this is an issue of the heart, right? So more than l- like laying a concrete line in the sand, we're talking about something that's going on internally—an idolatry, a love that's that's uh, disproportionate or kind of out of out of line for food and for kind of you know putting that in your body and 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 stuffing yourself with that. I also think that you have to say there's uh It's I would say this basically. I think that on a practical level, every meal that you're going to, you know, you might be having a different amount of food, and sometimes it is appropriate to have feasts, and the Bible talks all about that, and, and times when you're actually you know, just really throwing it down. That sounds like drinking. Uh, <laughs> times when you're really eating a lot, and uh, that's okay. If the heart is with gratitude, even there's a verse that talks about in the New Testament, people receiving their food with, with glad and generous hearts and that kind of thing. So I don't know if that's an exact way to apply, but... I think we can say it's a matter of the heart and then there's there's varying you know contexts in which varying degrees of consuming food is appropriate those are two things i would say but mike let me pass it back to you what other kind of guidelines could we put on this
1: i'm taking notes that was really good oh man okay so a couple things yeah i'm sorry for jumping in earlier i thought you were (laughs) no no i i I phrased it as a question this happens to me all the time though when i'm when i after i preach the last song I never know, you know. It's it's hard mm. to know when that song's over, you know. know. And, and if the if the worship if the if this music leader looks at me, yes, I think I'm supposed to walk up. Yes. so it's yes. like that. You, you said, you said a question. I, so. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> you're the you're you're an amazing. uh, wh- What are we? Are you are you the host of this? Am I the host? You're I'm the, the host. host. You're the host. Don't take host. that from me. You're <laughs> amazing. You're an amazing <laughs> host. You're, you're not a gluttonous <laughs> host though. So you're the host. What am I?
0: I'm just a sidekick. I, My sidekick? I think that you're the main attraction. Okay. So So, let's let's get to this. Main attraction. We don't want to deal with this. Let me ask you what kind of guidelines can we put or prompters could we give to people to help people think through am I being gluttonous in the way that I'm approaching food as kind of a pattern of my life or even in a
1: particular moment? Okay. All right. Let me, man, this is tough. Let me say this. I'm, I'm really hung up on that all you can eat thing. Okay. I love all you can eat sushi, all you can eat meat whatever it is and we are to enjoy life in christ and you know even even the idea of ecclesiastes says a good appetite is a and i paraphrase a good appetite is a gift from god okay mm. so a good appetite is a gift from god but all you can eat they, sometimes they call it all you care to enjoy you know uh-huh. that kind of thing uh-huh. and, and by the way covid killed the buffet we, we all know this right. right covid killed the buffet right i used to love a good buffet mm. indian lunch mm-hmm. buffet mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. oh man oh baby that said, I, I'm going with you on the matter of the heart and the varying context. And to get very serious about this, I think there's two things I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say. Okay. One, are you, are you taking it with thankfulness? And, and, and I think that a truly thankful heart, a thankful heart to God, where you thanking God, has a governor on it that, that sets a limit. That's the second thing, a limit. Yeah. And that, for example, I was in India once, and uh, many, many years ago, the man said something to me there that I will never forget because I am that person. I, I admit it. I'm, you know, it's interesting, the three G's, but I, I'm with gluttony. I'm greedy. Like when I go to a restaurant with my wife, Angela and I, if we order the same thing, I look at both of our plates to see if she got a bigger portion mm. and I feel shortchanged mm-hmm. if she did. It's just, it's, it's just a sad thing if you think about it, because this guy in India said this, we only eat what is necessary. Mm. And I remember back then, I'm thinking, I, I ate more than necessary. I ate way more than necessary. But I like that idea of we only eat what is necessary. And I think if I'm being thankful, that does put a limit on my ingesting or imbibing. Okay, Right. right. And I think, I remember the last time I was actually at one of those all-you-can-eat places, Fogo de Chaloc. We're, we're giving commercials for, for restaurants <laughs> that we shouldn't be giving commercial, uh, you know, commercials to, but I, I took um, some, some good friends there, and I know I did not overeat. But here's the problem. I know I didn't, okay? And I was, I was controlled, and I ate until I, until I thought, okay, that's, I, I'm going to stop eating now. And I thought I got shortchanged. I was like, well, <laughs> at this kind of place, you don't just eat a small portion. And I, and I really ate probably smaller portions that night. I enjoyed the meal. Do I think it was too expensive for how much I ate? Probably, but Probably. that's a that's a greediness factor as well. Mm. So I, I think that there is a thankfulness to God that really is a worship of God. And if we're worshiping God, we can't be sinning at the same time. That's right. Yeah. And so and we would call gluttony a sin. Okay. Mm-hmm. So gluttony is not something to be taken lightly. And I know we we're you know kind of joking a little bit with some of this because some of this is it makes you think of funny things, right? But you know you can be gluttonous. You want, it, you want to hear a crazy one? You can be gluttonous about not eating. Mm-hmm. What if you're greedy for the attention that not eating gets you? Or what if you're so worried about putting things in your body that you, you become a glutton for not eating? I mm. mean, again, that's a topic for another conversation. But I think it's not just a person who eats too much, even though in general, it is eating too much. Right, right. I think that's helpful. Yeah.
0: I would, I'm I'm thinking in line with this idea of the limit, you know, and and really the the worship of God being what drives your actions and and what's happening in your heart. Mm -hmm. Probably a good question is, is this desire, is it moving up in the pecking order to the point where it's becoming a ruling desire? You know, is Mm -hmm. this desire for food, is it a maverick desire that's starting to have control over me Mm -hmm. to the point where I'm actually driven by it? You know, I think, in the Proverbs, gluttony and drinking and laziness seem to often go together, right? We've, we, we were glancing through a few verses. Mm-hmm. So those three, drunkenness, yeah. gluttony, laziness, and all three of them, I think, are united by the common thread that you're not in control of yourself anymore. Desires that should be subdued under the umbrella of gratitude for God's good gifts mm-hmm. to be enjoyed. I always think of 1 Timothy 4, uh, things are given as good gifts to be enjoyed, made holy by the word and prayer moving away from that to the point where those desires become ruling desires, maverick desires that have burst out on me, and I'm actually now under their control. And laziness would be an example of that, too, where instead of having a control of myself and the way I'm disciplining my time, my day, nope, I'm going to just eat and drink and not do the work that, that God's called me to do. So it, it makes mm-hmm. sense that those three would go together. But, yeah, that's one, you know, I think the ruling desire, that's one that maybe could be a good metric of, okay, is this has this become out of line? And that would be something that could happen in an individual moment or right. across all of life. Because in that same proverb, Proverb 23, the same chapter, it begins by saying, when you sit down to eat with a ruler, observe carefully what's before you. Put a knife to your throat if you are given to appetite. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you could say that in thinking about gluttony, you could think both about individual instances. Like I'm sitting down to a meal right now. Right. And Lord, help, thanks for providing food. Help me not to dishonor you by just, you know, being... Being ruled by a desire right now, mm-hmm. or generally in life, is this is this something that has become a pattern that I need to address?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know. And if you go back to to Proverbs, and and I, I was reading those verses in Proverbs twenty three, if you break down the words, it, it really does. It's a it's it's almost a repudiation of God and His rule and His authority. Mm-hmm. You go wait because I had too much ice cream or because I ate too much food. So if you break down the word for glutton. And this is really, really interesting. If you're in verse twenty, so we're, we're still in Proverbs uh, twenty-three, and it says in verse twenty, "Do not be among drunkards and and or among gluttonous eaters of meat." Interesting. It's eaters of meat, and the word eater, which is zalal in Hebrew, is the same word translated in verse twenty-one as glutton. Hmm. So it's it's this idea of an eater, but but the the the. The word the the root of the word is is it's kind of crazy. It literally means to shake like in the wind and to quake hmm. and to be scattered and to be treated lightly, which is really interesting. It's like it's like this idea, it's the opposite end of of plenty. So it's 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 and it really it really points to a loose morals. Hmm. There's a morality to it it's a worthlessness it's a prodigalness even and and it literally means a riotous eater who is vile so now it puts us in a whole different category and i think the you know some of us might say well i'm nowhere near that the thing is though the heart is deceptive mm-hmm. and i think that if we are not thankful and grateful for what we have and we maybe see it as a um as something God owes us or some, you know, something that we, we deserve. Right. Then I think that we're going to not set a limit on how much we take in. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: no, I think it does. I have one more thought and then I have a few uh, Mm -hmm. kind of practical questions for you, but just to put two verses together in Philippians three, in verse 18, starting Paul's talking about enemies of the cross. And then in 19, he says, their end is destruction. Their God is their belly and they glory in their shame with mindset on earthly things mm-hmm. and then talks about how instead our citizenship is in heaven so it seems like they're you know god is their belly just this earthly I'm, I'm craving things in this world it's fleshly it's you know my mind is set on earthly things paul condemns that but i think that where i was going to go just to try to take us to a different passage as well colossians 2 Addresses an opposite danger because you could imagine even someone listening to the podcast right now could be you know thinking man I think I am kind of letting this desire get out of hand mm-hmm. I think I need to kind of you know crank this down um, but then in in Colossians two there's kind of this opposite warning Paul speaking of people who would say something like this do not handle do not taste do not touch mm-hmm. referring to things that all perish as they are used according to human precepts and teaching and then he says these and he's talking about those kinds of ideas don't handle don't taste don't touch control yourself these have indeed an appearance of wisdom Mm -hmm. in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body but they're of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh so it's an Mm -hmm. example of how you could take one isolated desire the desire for food and you recognize okay it's too strong i want to fight against that but if you fight against that not by running to Christ and finding him as your sufficiency and satisfaction, it actually becomes idolatry all over again because now you idolize the opposite, which is the rejection of that. Mm -hmm. It seems like it has this value in promoting asceticism, severity to the flesh, but it's actually of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. And the only one who can set us free from that and give us right desires is Christ. So Mm -hmm. I think that's just helpful to think. And we were talking about this even before the podcast. You could go wrong either way. I love food. I eat too much. Uh, but then in re- trying to react against that, I need to I need to you know get on this ratchet it down. Well, in that I could just become an idolater as well and try to live in my own strength. So Mike, yeah. any thoughts? And then I, I do have some questions for you. But
1: yeah, on, on, well, even on in Philippians three nineteen, their God is their belly, like belly, the cavity, <laughs> mm. it's, and you're filling it up, but you're worshiping the idea, and I guess. Most people are going to be like, I'm not being an idolater or I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that. And I think that we protest too much. I think that if we were honest, many of us do these kind of things, but we think of something really egregious out there that someone else is doing. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea uh, behind, you know, um, behind gluttony is going to be much more worship oriented than we care to admit and I think, you know, Jesus said, do not work for the food that perishes, but for what, you know, lasts for eternal life. And it's like, quit trying to earn. Hmm. And I think sometimes we want to fill ourselves up. People will talk about like, I eat when I'm depressed or I I do this because I, I was just stressed or this or that or the other. And it's like, you know, that can be a really, uh, you know, a tipping point in someone's spiritual life that kind of is a bit ruinous. But again, we give a pass to all these things in the in the christian in, in some christian communities where it's okay to be a glutton to a certain point and it's okay to be greedy to a certain important great great to be a gossip to a certain point as long as you don't you know overdo it hmm. the, the idea is that these things in in and of themselves is overdoing and going away from christ right yeah
0: yeah no, that's super helpful and and on the positive side as a believer as you're fixing your mind on christ wanting to honor him these desires as you're thinking out okay I'm in Christ now. My life belongs to Him. I'm a, I'm a citizen of, of a heavenly kingdom. These desires start to be weakened at their root because mm-hmm. you're no longer under the pull of something as, you know, as passing away as a good meal. It's like, no, I, I love Christ. I want to honor Him in all parts mm-hmm. of my life, including how I approach this table right now. And He's the one who's provided this for mm-hmm. me. So I'm going to thank Him. A few, just, I have some practical questions. Can I shoot off a few? Uh, first question we've kind of already touched this a little bit, but I don't know if you want to expand at all. Would, um, would eating disorders fall under the category of gluttony?
1: Hmm. That makes me pause it, you know, eating disorder of eating too much or too little, you know, it depends on which kind of eating disorder. Um, Obviously, I'm going to say it this way. Obviously, and we're talking about in the context of a Christian, Hmm. If someone is is saying, I follow Christ, I'm ruled by Christ, that means we're not to be ruled or mastered by anyone or anything but Christ. But oftentimes the struggle, and this is the Romans 7 struggle, mm-hmm. wretched man that I mm-hmm. am who will set me free from the, the body of this death. And you know, praise be to God who gives us the victory in Christ. And it's like there's no condemnation in Christ. Praise God. But we struggle with these, with these sins that we will sometimes want to blame on other people. You made me do this. You made Mm -hmm. me do that. Or this led me to this or let let me to that. And we want to always like connect the dots. And I think like, I don't know. I, I don't know what lands in the whole category of gluttony, but I, but I do know that in the heart that is, is examining itself in a healthy manner, or is in Christian community in the, in the fellowship of the local church where they have friends that are willing to tell the truth. You have friends that are willing to tell you the truth that these things should not be off limits. And if you start to notice someone overeating or someone mm-hmm. not doing this with that or the other, or, or undereating, you know, hey, what's going on, you know, right. what's happening and, right. and, and not, you know, blasting someone in front of someone else. But I mean, caring about someone enough to, to bring it up if, if it seems to be an issue. Yep. Again, when we give a pass to these things, it's because we don't want to be called to account either. And, and I, I know how easy it, it is to turn then these things into not just licentiousness, but legalism. Right. But the gospel doesn't lead us to licentiousness or legalism. Right. Jesus does not lead us to licentiousness or legalism. So when we've got to focus on Christ... And realize when we get out of balance one way or the other what what are the what are the um, correctives well, the spirit convicts us of our sin friends in Christ call sin to our attention in an, in an appropriate manner mm-hmm. and and then we, we we you know the Word of God calls us to account yep so yeah no that's
0: helpful and obviously these these can be complicated issues too. And I think even there could be physiological factors at play depending on the situation. So Mm -hmm. many different circumstances, but I think, uh, you know, it's, it's right as, as a believer to come back to this place of saying, Hey, this is, this is a struggle for me Mm -hmm. and it might continue to be a struggle, but I need to continually recenter myself on who I am in Christ. And in Christ, I'm not a person who has to be dominated by a desire to have, you know, a Physical appearance of, of a certain kind, or on the other side, I, I don't have to turn to food to comfort myself anymore. Right. You know, maybe once I used to have to, maybe once there was nothing better, mm-hmm. but now
1: Christ is actually a better comforter for me. And I, mm-hmm. and
0: I remind myself of that and how He loves me, and, and you can see how that plays out. But
1: well, one of the right, and one of the things that makes me think is this we have to clarify this because we talk about eating disorders or whatever on either side of the spectrum. Size of your body doesn't necessarily indicate gluttony. Hmm. You could look at someone and go, "Wow, they're really large. They must be a glutton." Hmm. Or you look at someone and they're very thin, and you think they must be very self-controlled. Um, the best example I can think of is, you know, Nathan's hot dog eating contest every year. <laughs> right. A lot of times, the person who wins it is like, you know, 150 kind of a pounds. And it's like, person. what? Yeah, How are yeah, you doing like, this? You know. Yeah. So, and and they train themselves to to be gluttons, you know, and you know, like those shows, those food shows where the guy just eats and eats and eats, Uh not always the biggest guy in the room. Uh Okay. Right. Right. Now I'm not, not, and I say, doesn't necessarily indicate again, this is, there's a lot of tipping points in the Christian life. And I think there's a lot of things we man judges by outward appearance. God knows the heart. God knows if you're a glutton or not. Right. And I, and I think unless we get calloused deep down, we know if we are too. Hmm. And that's why I think when I was on my hike yesterday, I thought, Hmm, I think we should address gluttony because hmm. I think I eat too much and I think I, I relish it too much. And I, look, a good appetite is a gift from God, and I, I love sitting down in front of a, you know, tasty food like can of sardines or, right, or uh, or you know, or, or masago, you know, uh, uh, I'm smelt sorry, eggs. I agreed to that too quickly. <laughs> I,
0: I was unthinkingly saying right, but no, not a can. Two of my sardines. favorite things: masago,
1: <laughs> smelt eggs. I like that. You've and, converted and, me. And sardines, yes. yeah, and uh, anchovies, yep. and, yep. smoked oysters, yeah.
0: I do have one more question for you, and then we're going to close, but okay. I was just in response to what you just said, John mm-hmm. Piper has i think it's a sermon where he talks about why did God make all these physical things around us? You mm-hmm. know, why make the beach? Why make food? Why make us creatures that need water and food and all those kind of things and he says it's god's given these us these things as an analogy you know for our enjoyment as well, but he's yeah. given us bread as a as a way of receiving nourishment and something that we could be hungry for, so that we could have an analogy to be able to think about the reality of spiritual hunger and and our need for for Jesus as the bread of life and these kind of things. So I think that, you know, that idea I mentioned only just to say that a Christian starts to think of food in that way of, wow, this is something, one, given to be enjoyed, and I can't enjoy that as it's made holy by the word and prayer, as I'm Mm -hmm. thanking God for it and his blessing to me. But also the reality of hunger, you know, and my need for food, it can point me towards things like, appreciating the reality of the spiritual hunger that the Bible calls me to, Mm -hmm. my dependence on the Lord and my need for nourishment, those kind of things as well. So it can be a a positive thing that we are prompted to to think through those kind of things. One more question, and this might be a little bit of a left turn, but I was just thinking of different ways this might apply. We talked about maybe what you could call eating disorders. Could you you imagine that caffeine dependence or even addiction to caffeine, uh, would that ever be connected to the sin of gluttony. And if so what what might that look like?
1: Mm-hmm. Caffeine. Okay. And we're primarily saying caffeine as as it as it relates to consumption of coffee, yeah, uh, consumption, tea, yeah, dependence uh, on that and Coca-Cola, yeah. you know, all yeah. those kind of things Now I'm getting right. another commercial. Right. <laughs> um and then or it could be chocolate, right? It could be so anything that has it gives you caffeine buzz. Yeah. Um that's an interesting thing because that is an addictive substance, right? right? And we all have some sort, even those of us that might say, oh, I try to stay away from caffeine. Like I don't drink, you know, I don't drink coffee yep. very much at all, yep. right? Um, I had some with you in Africa you and I did. said, when, when I'm did. in Africa, I'm going to drink coffee with you guys. But I don't, I don't drink coffee. Um, uh, it's because of the caffeine, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, But that said, I'll, I love dark chocolate and I, and I like tea and I usually get decaffeinated tea. But I'm not saying, uh, I might not be the right guy to answer this question, but I yeah, would say this. So. I say, yeah, that could be, yes, that could be. I struggle with myself or anyone else who says, who talks this way. And sometimes it's just the vernacular and Uh I get it. It's just part of the, just a filler. But when people give the impression that they can't do without their morning coffee or without their, whatever it is, it's like, Oh, I haven't had my coffee yet. That's why I'm this Mm -hmm. way or that way. I struggle with that because I'm thinking, So you needed a substance to get you going, even though Christ is your life. I realize we should eat. We need to eat. Okay? You can't go every day without eating. But when when I make a statement like that, like, I can't do without that. And I'm guessing that most Christians don't really mean it when they say that. Sure. But, you know, people are like, they just drag themselves in. I haven't had my morning coffee yet. Right. As if I would be a better me if I had, you Uh know, and it's like, uh wait a minute. I, I maybe I'm touching too many, you know, hard. Uh, I think you're tough hitting points. people. Yeah, I, and home, I don't mean you know. to. I really don't mean to tweak anyone or offend anyone in any way on this. Except, I'm just telling you what I really think about that. Um, but again, you can point out whatever you want in my life where you're like, but yeah, but you're this way that in in that setting. Great. I I and I will hopefully admit it and not. When when we get defensive, that's because people get too close to our gods. Hmm. Okay. Right. And so I would say this. I would close with this body. kind of idea. In the body of Christ, when one member suffers, all suffer. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about all of that. Galatians 6 talks about bearing one another's burdens in, in verse 2 and then carrying your own load in verse 5, which is not a contradiction. It's like the overload is your burden mm-hmm. and your regular cargo, and everyone needs to be able to be self-regulated, feed themselves food and get the Word of God in appropriate Quantities most people get less of the word of God than they need most people in our culture get more food than they need mm-hmm. Okay, we we all that's pretty obvious that said When there's a burden or an overload on this we need to help each other without Judgment or condemnation But purely love for one another mm-hmm. and whether that's someone being too legalistic or someone being too licentious yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna pass it over to you to close it off. But I think that's that's maybe enough for now. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that's a good place. We to don't close. want to be gluttons with our, with our <laughs> words
0: today. <laughs> that's right. Uh, everybody listening, hope that was helpful to you. We enjoy these conversations and hope it's a blessing as you're thinking through uh, your life with the Lord and wanting to honor him. So we'll be back next week. We'll talk about greed and in the following week, it'll be gossip. Uh, looking forward to those conversations. And uh, until then, God bless you and have a great week.